When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, and welcome to another Survival Show podcast, Manly Musing segment. I'm Craig Cottle, your host for today. This is actually part two of a part two series that I'm referring to as Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde of the coronavirus. So here's what's going on, and here's why I broke these up into two different podcasts. I am increasingly, for lack of a better way of saying it, becoming concerned, alarmed, aggravated, mad, upset. I don't really know what the right word is. Thoughtful. Ah, I really don't know what the right word is. On some of the issues that are coming up with the current situation as it relates to the coronavirus. And I think the answer in most stressed out situations is to stay level-headed And when you stay level-headed, you can think clearly, make better decisions, do decision-making under stress, which is not easy to begin with. And so that's why I have tried, with everything that's come out, be level-headed about it. But there are some things that are being coming problematic for me. And I've just, I've got to, well, quite frankly, I've got to have an outlet for it. (laughs) So this is the outlet part two in this part two, one and two series of different outlook on the coronavirus. So I've got several things I want to talk about here. Some of it's going to be uncomfortable for me to talk about, let alone listen to. So thank you for listening. I hope you can gain something from it. Matter of fact, I know you can. And and the biggest thing I want you to do is just consider what it is that I'm talking about here and see if it applies. I'm not saying that I'm absolutely right. I am just saying I think this warrants some attention. So the first thing is the idea of something that most of us have known about for a long time, but really just haven't seen exactly how it might play out. And there was a a somewhat viral video. I don't know if it was real viral or not. I don't know what came across my timeline. Several people sent it to me that I think it was on Twitter where somebody was utilizing a map and showed the distribution of cell phone uses in Fort Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And then they showed how easy it is to map and see where all those kids that went to Fort Lauderdale then went back to. And it basically covered all the southeast and the Midwest all the way up to New York and beyond. Uh, there wasn't a lot that went to California and what have you, but it just covered two-thirds of the United States when all these kids went back. So, now, this is alarming to me to the point that, well, I shouldn't say it's alarming. It's one of those things that I knew, but it's alarming because a lot of people are now becoming alarmed by it and should have known this was happening and just didn't, okay? So, if you haven't seen this map and what I'm describing, let me try to describe it for you, but there's a person that's talking and he's got this map in front of him and it shows all these little lights 
if you will, that indicate, okay, this is a cell phone user. And then he circles a section down in Fort Lauderdale just on one beach alone, just one beach. It didn't cover Florida. It just covers one of the beaches at Fort Lauderdale. And then it showed where these kids were these two weeks of March when it was heavy spring break time. Then it showed the two weeks following the two heavy weeks of spring break time and where all these kids went back to. And again, the distribution was just phenomenal, how far and wide everybody went back to. The point that I want to bring out is that we also know, and I don't know if this is something I got in one of my circles that's just, I did. this is one of those things I did not get in social media, and I can't remember which person I got this from. But I'm very fortunate to get to work with a lot of federal law enforcement, first responders on federal, state, and local level, military folks. And so I'm constantly getting stuff that is like, did you know this? And it's not on social media kind of thing. And what we know is that China was doing this couple months ago was paying attention to congregations of people uh, in and around different sections of China and when too many people would get in a section they were sending law enforcement in to disperse them if they were getting too close that's that's some real what I would you know what you would expect in a communist country right but we're seeing the first steps of that here and that is it acceptable to people when they see this and people look at that map of the person that's looking at all these kids in Fort Lauderdale and noticing where they've traveled to and from and everywhere they've been and all that sort of thing? And how much further of a step is it for us as a country to allow our liberties to be destroyed such that some representative goes in and starts dispersing people because, hey, you're not supposed to be there. There might not be a law against it. There might not be a law against this or that or whatever. But now, for some reason, somebody's responsible for dispersing kids. Now, here's the problem I see in that. I think the kids should have not gone to Florida. I think every parent that allowed kids to go to Florida in the midst of this virus problem is should suffer some consequences. Uh, at the very least, they should be shamed publicly over it. Okay? I think it's just ridiculous. Okay? And if that's you, I don't mean to hurt your feelings. I really don't. But seriously, you all, I mean, the news is out there. It's pretty apparent what we should and shouldn't be doing. And congregating in large groups in Florida was not one of the things that we should be doing. Now, with that said, I think that's something that is not too far from going way too far. Just the fact that that map is there and we can now see it. And it was so easy for this one person who didn't sound like he was an intelligence operative or an analyst or anything of that nature. Or he just sounded like a dude. And where that map is and how to get access to it, I really don't know. I didn't. I haven't dug into it. Don't know if that's something that's available to the public. But with that said, it's just that's alarming to me. Secondly, here's the thing that I think we need to be prepared for you all. And that is, it was it was over a month ago now that there were a couple of viral videos going around with these, and both of them just happened to involve women. And I think I don't know that it was designed to do this, but I I just have to wonder. Uh, again, this is the Mister Hyde version of the podcast, y'all. This is where I'm getting all conspiracy minded and all that kind of good stuff. But but there were two different videos that surfaced of two of two different groups of women fighting over toilet paper to the point of physical assault 
And that's just absurd, you all. Just it, It's just absurd, okay? And at that time, there was no need to fight over toilet paper. And then all of a sudden, now everybody needed toilet paper. And they needed more toilet paper than they usually get. And then, bam, there's no toilet paper, okay? There's no napkins. There's no, there's no paper towels. There's no fancy napkins. There's nothing. Anything you could actually wipe your tail with, it went out and everybody got it. I think that's a ridiculous indicator of where we are as a society. Now, if you listen to my first podcast, you saw or heard my recommendation that we're probably, we really need to be seriously considered what it's going to take to be 30 days in our house and not come out of it. If some sort of directive comes along from either POTUS or our state's governors or something of that nature, even if it's a local situation, then there's going to be an even bigger run on supplies than there has been. And what I personally think is likely to happen is that there's going to be more physical assault to the point of people getting really harmed. And that is alarming to me. And so I think it behooves all of us to consider how we handle ourselves from a situational pers- situational awareness perspective. Know when people are too close. Know when people are getting um, uh, up in our space how to handle ourselves in a self-defense situation if somebody wants to bring physical assault on us and we're not prepared for it, meaning you get prepared for it, you've got to do something right now to get prepared for it. And what I mean by that is that there's just a world of people out there, uh, particularly in the neck of the woods that I live in, that carry firearms for self-defense. And, you know, are you going to get in a fight over a, a big 10-pound package of hamburger and then shoot somebody in the face? No. I don't think you should do that. It's not worth that. But that doesn't mean that the other guy's not going to do that. Okay? So you need to be prepared to handle yourself in these situations. And in my opinion, you need to start getting supplies again now. And I'm not saying rush, and I'm not saying overfill your grocery carts or anything. I am saying you need to start stocking up as best you can. And I'm sure most people are doing this already, but still, I'm just... I want to focus on the fact that at some point in time, if we get shoved into our homes or told to stay in our homes and not leave for 30 days, then there's going to be some physical assault happen. I'm just, I'm I'm calling it, you all. I'm just calling it. People are going to lose their flipping minds. And I think we need to be prepared for it. So one of the best ways to do that is just to be the gray man. You know, you need to blend in with everything. You need to not be seen. Don't be a person that, that stands out. Uh, be somebody that just kind of, I'm just over here doing my thing and nobody recognizes that I'm here. Um, some ways to do that, you know, it's just, it's just what I refer to as urban camouflage is you, you dress like everybody else. If you dress in some kind of headgear and helmet and something of that nature and stand out, then people are going to pay attention to you. You're, you're a target. So do the things that you are necessary to do to keep yourself safe. And be prepared to control your ego. That's the big one, is control your ego. Don't let your ego get the best of you and get in a physical assault with somebody. And then you end up having to get shot or shooting somebody or stabbing somebody or getting stabbed or hit in the back of the head or run over in the parking lot or whatever kind of nonsense that will come of it. Just control your ego. Get yourself prepared so that you... When somebody wants to fight over that hamburger you're trying to buy, you just let them have it and walk away. Literally. I've told women for years this in in self-defense courses. There's nothing in your purse more important than your personal safety. So if somebody's trying to steal your purse, then by golly, just give it to them. Give it to them and walk away. 
Because if you don't, somebody's going to bring, could very well bring some pain and suffering on you, and you do not want that if you can avoid it. Okay? So the next part of this that I wanted to get into, and man, there's a lot to this, but I'll try to be simple about it. And that is, it's really bothering me that it seems like our constitutional rights are just being eroded right in front of our faces. And I'm not saying that some things have not happened for good reason. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is, I want to say right now and be on the public record that when this becomes clear and things are getting back to a new normal, whatever that is, we must demand from our elected officials that our rights be restored. I mean, we've been basically told we have to go to our house and stay there and can't. Now, no law enforcement officer has pushed us in the house and stood outside of the house and said you can't do anything. I understand that. I'm not saying they have. But we're getting ready to put, if things continue on the current path, we're getting ready to put law enforcement officers in danger because they're going to be in a position where they have to and we've already had one case of this in Kentucky where one person refused, one person was tested positive for coronavirus, uh, COVID ID, and they refused to stay in their home. And so they went to their home, and then law enforcement officers were standing outside the door making sure they stayed in their home. Now, that really puts law enforcement in a very terrible position. Number one, most law enforcement officers I know think that that's straight-up bullcrap, okay? But I read... Uh, a letter, an open letter from a county, and it's actually a very small county here in Kentucky, two days ago, where the county judge executive, which is basically the highest elected official in a county in Kentucky. We have a mayor that oversees the city in our cities, and then we have a, what we refer to as a county judge executive. And that county judge executive said under Kentucky revised statute, so-and-so, so-and-so number, which I looked it up, and it said something similar to what he said. He's telling people that they have to stay in their homes. And that, that's really iffy, you all. That's, I'm not saying that we shouldn't stay in our homes. I'm not saying that he doesn't have a good end goal that people stay in homes. But when you start having a county judge executive tell me when and where I can and cannot go from, then I think it's worthy of our consideration that we do not allow that kind of activity to continue to just happen all the time. And under the circumstances, it may very well be, and I personally, I think it is warranted. I think people should self-quarantine and self-stay at home. I think people shouldn't be going to the Red River Gorge here in Kentucky, which is a big problem right now. I think people should be sensible and not do that. However, when it gets told to me by the governor of Kentucky that we can't do certain things, then that's that's starting to get on my nerves, you all. You know, a, a lot of people have used this quote by Benjamin Franklin as of late. They who can give up essential liberty to obtain a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. Again, that's Benjamin Franklin. Now, that was due to a, a very important discussion back then, okay? And so a lot of people are utilizing it now to reflect upon a lot of things that have happened in our erosion of our rights here in this country. But 
this is the first time that there has been what I would consider government overreach uh, in in an excessive amount. Now, there's always been some government overreach, lots of it here and there sparingly in this piece over here, that over there, this over here and that over there. But just all of a sudden, the government is telling us what to do with everything, where we when and where we can work, when and where we can go get groceries, um, and when and where we should travel, where we can recreate, playgrounds are shut down, on and on and on. And again, under the current situation, it might be warranted that those things be done. However, when the government steps in and tells us that that is something that we must do, then again, I think it's worthy of our consideration to keep it in mind so that when this becomes uh, done and over, that we make it known that, no, you're not going to do that just whenever you want to. Just because you did it under the auspices of a situation such as a pandemic doesn't mean that you can just start doing that anywhere and everywhere. That erodes our constitutional rights, and I have a problem with that. One of the things that makes us a, a great country, in my opinion, and yeah, I do believe we're a great country, is that we feed a large portion of the world, a large portion of it. Uh, we have massive amounts of agriculture here in this country, and the grain that comes off of that goes throughout the world to feed people that are starving and to actually feed people that are not necessarily starving but don't have access to that much grain. And it's one of those things that I think we miss, meaning I don't think we understand how valuable those resources are. Same thing happens for us here in Kentucky. You know, we sit around here in Kentucky and let large corporations come in and basically rape our land and remove coal from it. And we got pennies on the dollar as Kentuckians for it. And that's just, it's insane that we've allowed that to happen here. Uh, it's too far gone to do anything about it now as far as Kentuckians should understand these are our resources and we should monitor and make money off them that goes back into the state. But same thing is true on this national level right now. We've got, we've got companies that are doing important things and valuable things, and they should be recognized. And we've got other companies that are going to receive money from the stimulus bill that, in my opinion, they should have went out of business and get put out of business because they don't know how to do business right. They didn't have any contingency plans to take care of themselves. And I'm, quite frankly, getting sick and tired of politicians taking my money and giving it back to me in a check and saying, hey, look, we're going to give you this check. No, you're going to give me some of my money back. And the fact that some of it went to the Kennedy Center and to humanities and all these different things that have nothing to do with our current situation just absolutely infuriates me. And so I think it's worthy of our time to at least consider that and speak to our elected officials, write our elected officials, vote our elected officials the way we think they should be voted upon, not skip the ballot box. Anybody in your family that's skipping the opportunity to vote, then you're part of the problem. You need to fix that in your own family. These are things that are just growing concerns of mine in the midst of this pandemic, and I hope that I can use this platform of the Survival Show podcast to at least make us think about it a little bit. You know, I don't talk about this kind of stuff. I don't know that I've ever talked about this kind of stuff on the Survival Show podcast. I don't talk about this stuff in my daily life, let alone on the Survival Show podcast. So I thought it was warranted here. I thought it was important enough to discuss and bring up and give us pause and consideration. So think about it.
Think about how much your rights have eroded and what you're going to do to make sure that they don't continue to get eroded in places where they don't need to be. So, again, as I said in part one, there's none of this in particular in the Tiny Survival Guide, but it is a fantastic resource for you. So pick up the Tiny Survival Guide. It's a, it's a useful little tool. Fits in your back pocket, fits in your wallet, fits in a glove box. It's a great thing to pull out right now if you've bought it and haven't read through it. It's a good thing to pull out right now. As soon as you get done with the podcast, if you can, pull it out, read through it. There's probably going to be some things that it's going to jog in your memory going, oh, man, I don't have that. And you probably need to get it. And so utilize that resource for what it is, which is a fantastic little guide. It's, it's a tiny survival guide. It's called Guide for a Reason. So pick them up on Amazon. They're selling really well. A lot of people are seeing the value in them. And uh, like a lot of people are seeing the value in them. So if you haven't got one, the time is now. So go ahead and pick yourself one up on Amazon, tinysurvival.com, for all the things that go along with tiny tiny survival guides and tiny survival kits, and there's a whole lot more. There's a lot of real cool stuff coming with that, so I look forward to being part of it. With that said, this has been Craig Cottle for the Survival Show Podcast Manly Musing segment. Keep it simple, be positive, and stay sharp.